Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday night, which means I've got another guest on tonight. Uh, if there's a slightly panicked look on my face, that's because the entire show almost didn't get recorded or go live or anything for like 30 seconds there. So, yeah, I was able to fix it. No, so let's do, uh, let's do this thing. Um, you can find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. The Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus, leading Libertarians to veteran issues, leading veterans to Libertarian solutions. Uh, the design was, in fact, done by three Marines and 17 boxes of crayons. Um, it took that that many crayons just to get through to that much green because I, I guess the green tastes like motivation. So, but hey, we know they got through the design. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a hate text after the show for that one. Uh, but it's James Tollier for Kentucky. That's people over politics. People helping people. Tollier for KY.com. That's T-O-L-L-E-R, the number four, KY.com. Then we've got Chris By for Alaska's congressman. Go to www.itstimealaska.com. You know, because it's time, Alaska. I don't know what it's time for, but I bet you it's time for Chris By. That is Mr. Will. Uh, as, as I talked about last week, we got brand new merch. Uh, ban exorcisms. Life begins at possession. Ban assault government. Because the most dangerous thing that you can give someone is the power to control other people. So ban us off government. Uh, hashtag Anarchy Lube. And ban exorcisms. Like in the possession. This one is my personal favorite. I think that's super dope. That design with the old samurai mask. Or whatever that is. Awesome. And then we've got. Like NatalieBruno.com. We've got NotAReelPodcast.com. That's where you go to get that merch. RedemptionTactical.com. Use that link right there. That is our special link that lets them know that we sent you. If you're in the market for a plate carrier, plates, uh, ballistic face masks, riot shields, because you know what? If cops are going to show up with riot shields, show up with your own fucking riot shield. Hit them with that Uno reverse card. <laughs> Cardenforcurrent.com. It's time Alaska.com. Use the hashtag Chris8 for AK, which is a dope hashtag, by the way. I came up with that. I mean, well, look, Chris needs an AK, too. So, send him one. ProudlyReturn.com, LPVets.com, hashtag Anarchy Lube, and then all of these links. Oh, Nick Say Wall. Woo! Nick Say Wall is an awesome dude. His wedding's coming up soon, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's... Is it this month or next month? October. Yeah, it might be October. But, hey, you know, October. We see you, Nick. Uh, weirdforliberty.com, willforok.com, and that's it. That's all I'm gonna do. Nope, nope, that's the one. Go follow uh, Ollie's mom 2014 on TikTok if you do the TikToks, those things. Who's talking in the background? says the lunatic. Those are the voices in your head, buddy. You should go see somebody, you really should. Oh, God. Oh, I still need to listen to that episode him and I did. Oh, shit. Send me the link, bud. Text it to me or however you send it to me. But anyways, I've got a guest tonight, fantastic guest. Um, he comes from the uh, the Roll Tide State, 
Uh, it is football season again, and how do I know? I got to watch the Cowboys lose on Sunday, so football season's back in swing, baby. Dak's injured. I mean, fuck it. It's, it's another amazing year. It might as well be 2020 again. Fuck it. Anyways, uh, I'm bringing on Mr. Alexander Rimley. I probably said that super wrong, but I'll let him explain it. How's it going? Actually, you hit it spot on. Fuck yeah. So, you are running for Congress in the 1st District, right? Uh, yep. Uh, U.S. Uh, Congress 1st uh, District of Alabama here in, on the Gulf Coast. Um, Gulf Coast gang. Uh, <laughs> just very different parts. Um, who are you running against? Um, one Republican, uh, Jerry Carl. It, uh, he was running completely uncontested until I stepped in, and now he's got someone to run against, which is actually kind of crazy because now I'm starting to see actually hear ads on the news for him. He's sending out flyers. So, yeah, it's is is he an incumbent? Yeah, he's the incum- uh, incumbent. That's uh, he was elected uh, in last election, but he's uh, he's in there right now and. Haven't met the guy. Haven't yet. I, he's one of the the typical, just kind of does nothing. Never hear about him. It, he just toes the party line and does what they say, and that that's he it sends out flyers and says, "Look what I've done." But that's about it. At least he's not a, like a multi-term incumbent. I mean, one year, like one term, is pretty easy to kind of contest with. I've seen I've seen libertarians almost uh, demolish like multi-year incumbents at like city level so i mean dude it's uh yeah that's it's i think republicans have a lot of a lot of negativity towards them right now especially within their own party so dude just being the only person running against them i think that's a huge uh huge benefit yeah what's crazy is like where i live here and um you got baldwin county mobile county uh, scambia county all the first district and everything else it's it's not what it used to be. It's a very um, it's a good mix of people now. It used to be hard Republican, but now you're getting a lot of these people that are moving down to Alabama from all these other states, but that used to pull the the Democrat line, but they moved down here because they were just sick of living in New York, California, and some of those states. But they're they're kind of just homeless right now politically and, uh, because they, they don't want to tow the, the good old boy Republican line, but they also moved down here for a reason too. So I think that this, this area is absolutely ripe for the taking. That's awesome. Mobile is a, a rough part of Alabama. If I remember right. It's, it's it used to be. yeah, it, it used to be, but it, well, it, it still has its rougher areas, but that's, <laughs> it's just poor management. It's the it's the typical um, stick before the carrot, like punish, 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 send cops in, SWAT team, arrest everybody, um, load the jails up full of nonviolent offenders, and they sit there and uh, talk about, oh, we got to get drugs off the street, but you got the Mobile County um, Jail, and it's it's full of drugs. They can't keep drugs out of the most secure building in the county. And they think yeah. they're going to keep drugs off the street 
in the uh, in, in the regular world. That's crazy. <laughs> Policing in the U.S. is wild anymore. It's just it's it's all profit margins. At, at, when you break it down, you look at the federal grants for uh, departments who bust like do drug like massive drug busts. They get like actual cash bonus. It is wild. Um, but so what's what's the I guess. All right, so let's get kind of back onto the topic of the campaign a little bit. So, one thing I like to ask a lot of candidates, it's a, I guess it's a fun question, but um, first, you're elected today, you know, your first day in Congress is tomorrow. Um, what are the first three things you want to try and do when you get there? First things I want to hit, especially because I did come from a, a military background. I was Army, seven years active duty, and then I actually being in the army and then playing private security contractor overseas for six years, you, uh, you wouldn't think that it would push me towards the libertarian party, but it seen what I saw and working for the state department overseas in uh, Iraq and working for the, the uh, DOD and the DEA over in Afghanistan. It's trust me. That's it, those are the, uh, that's the big thing I want to change is, focus on the, how the military is used. It's the military's, it's not the world police. It's, it's not neat. Uh, it doesn't need to be used the way it is. It's, I think it needs to be all the overseas bases. We need to look hard at closing as many as we can and try to bring as many people home. Yeah, I agree, man. It's uh, the amount of money we spend just in supplying troops overseas is astronomical. I mean, it's, it's a massive network, yes, but I mean, there's tons and tons of uh, logistics that goes into all that. So yeah, I mean, the, just doing that alone would help bring down the the annual cost. Not to mention the you know the need to have more American kids killed. And because if you look at there's a lot of stats too on um, like peacetime deaths. Peacetime deaths usually actually kind of correlate very close to wartime deaths. If you look at a lot of certain stats like. Accidents that happen, kids doing dumb shit on base, kids doing dumb shit off base. Um, it's it's pretty astronomical. Yeah, it's the military. Sorry about that. I apologize. Tough <laughs> Um, it was some spam email, anyways, or message. But the other thing I want to focus on, in addition to military, and I know it's kind of cliche, but also immigration. Um, I'm, I used to be pretty, pretty solid, just open border, whatever. Don't, uh, if you come, uh, come in the country, do whatever you want, but don't expect anything. It's, um, but now of course I understand the concept, but I'm, I'm one of those, uh, one of the people I like to watch a lot of times is Larry Sharp. And I really liked his idea of having multiple almost Ellis Islands all along the border where someone comes in. I think an Im uh, immigration should take about 20 minutes. Come in, you get checked out, you get your background checked. It's like, hey, welcome to America. It's that way, good luck. But, and I speak from that because I'm a great grandson of an illegal immigrant. Uh, my great grandfather, because my, uh, my last name's made up. My last name started with him. He uh, stowed away on a ship after World War One, got to Ellis Island. They said, hey, what's your name? He made up, he was like, eh, Rimmery. And they're like, 
Oh, it sounds good. Jammed his name in a book, said, America's that way. Good luck. And he got married, had, I think, uh, he had eight kids. Um, I had my grandfather, great uncles, great aunts, and they all served, all of them served in World War II. Uh, well, my, all my great uncles served in European theater, Pacific theater, World War II. Then my dad, he, served, uh, he joined the military. He got sent to Vietnam. And then me, I went in the military, went to multiple locations. So, and like I said, all started from my great grandfather, who was an illegal immigrant, but he was given a shot, but it was also not guaranteed anything. You know, I, I've heard a lot of really good arguments on all kinds of ideas for immigration. Um, so I guess as an anarchist, which is where I fall, I think any amount of government, like I've been, I've been on all spectrums of government, right? Like I grew up in the state department system, graduated, you know, high school in the U S luckily. Uh, and then did the, the military thing for a little while. And then, uh, now I'm like, I don't trust any of them. I think all government's fucking horse shit. So who, like, who could ideally run this, like, I guess, checkpoint or whatever? Because I don't listen to a lot of Lay Sharp. So what, like, who would run that outside of, like, government, if you could think of somebody? Well, um, I know, because listening to Sharp, his, his idea was privatized, to have a private organization run, and not government at all. A private organization, they're going to do it better it's it's you get a company in there and put a dollar figure to it and incentivize them doing a good job and doing good background checks and saying look if you do a great job you keep this contract and trust me the uh, the private organizations are going to do a far superior job with background checks and being diligent with doing everything but i would say probably i fall more on the probably I'd say minarchists tiptoeing and cap. Um, I listen to a lot of both. I agree with a lot of both. It's just, I'm one of those rave, uh, wave a magic wand, make this happen. I'd do it in a second. But then also I got to realize some people it's, you're going to have to walk into that. And that's cool. It's everyone's got their own, own ideas, own opinion. But yeah, yeah, just seeing what I saw uh, of the government when I was in working with the government, it it just, it it, it boggled my mind. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, anyone who's seen how the government works are the people that usually think, holy shit, this is useless. Like this entire entity could just be replaced by a computer in like a week. Um, (laughs) That's how I, I even look at the IRS. I'm, I'm looking at the IRS going, what, they do math. Computers could do math. It's like, why can't it just be a couple, uh, Apple? Why can't Apple be the uh, IRS, basically the IRS and just throw up a couple servers and done? Oof. You're going to have to pay, uh, you're gonna have to pay the, the plus uh, subscription, though, for your plus IRS or whatever app. Oh. <laughs> if Apple runs it. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. so many things like that it's it's just 
and I, of course, I don't want people to lose their jobs. I don't have anything against someone getting a job. Some people just, it's like, hey, they got a great job, got great benefits and everything. And it's, that's one of the things of, I don't, uh, I know a lot of people get up and say, oh, I want to end this, end this, end this. And awesome. I, 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 so do I. But then I also look at it this way. I was like, there's, there's people with families and kids and homes and everything else that, that just, they don't, they didn't know what they're walking into and they didn't know, they don't really realize I was one of those people. And at one point, so I understand. Yeah. And so do I want to drastically reduce it? Absolutely. And then the more you reduce it, the more people won't miss it when it's completely gone. Yeah. I mean, I think in reality though, like, so one argument I've made to a lot of people, especially like Republicans, because apparently everywhere I go, I only go around Republicans. Maybe because I look more like them. I don't know. I drive a truck. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, that was really stupid. Anyways, um, oh, so what I talked about is like the flat tax, right? I think at bare minimum, what I could ever stomach um, from like government level taxation would be a flat tax where you just pay like when you buy something or whatever, which. I mean, we already fucking do that now anyways, right? Like when you go to buy fuel, you pay a fuel tax to the federal government. You pay a sales tax to the, the state, county, and city that you're in. So so why couldn't we do that with like federal taxes? Yeah, that's what I, I – it's this paying fair sh- – I, I, yeah, I'm 100% for just paying a flat tax. It's a certain tax. This is what you pay. Done. I prefer no tax whatsoever. Yeah. But that's my. It, it's 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 it, that's that's my the th- thing I'm torn on. I am 100 percent uh, taxation theft kind of guy. 100 percent. I because I it, there is no good argument for it. A lot of people say oh all this other stuff, but again, it's our system so built on that uh, that foundation right now. It'd be hard to just go boom, tomorrow it's over. No, it's, yeah. but you got to look at ways, look, how can we really make these reductions and make them count? Yeah, I've always, I've always agreed that um, there's an analogy I've heard from a lot of libertarians here recently. It's uh, that we're planting seeds for a tree that we'll never sit under the shade of, which I agree with. I think uh, the day in Kapistan finally comes into existence, my grandkids, hell, my great grandkids probably won't be around if we do it peacefully, anyways. Um, yeah. Like if we just move legislation. So, yeah, it's go- it's gonna take generations, but it's that's the way our system's built. If we don't pay taxes, we don't get roads built. We don't have education. We don't learn. I mean. Private education and homeschooling still exists. I mean, that's super easy. Uh, I'm one of those, like I homeschool my kids and they wanted to go back to public school just because they uh, more, not so much they, they desired in a, uh, a public education. They just wanted to go hang out with their friends. I mean, yeah. That's cool with, I understand it's, it's, it's part of, part of the game. Um, but the one thing... I know there was there was many highly educated people in this world before the Department of Education, before all that, when yeah. pe- uh, communities just came together and said, 
Hey, um, I can teach kids. And they, they did. And it's that people. Yeah. We built oh. airplanes, cars, everything. We, the industrial revolution all happened before the department of education. Yeah. I mean, like we fought two world wars. Well, that's not a great argument. I mean, cause we started the cycle, but, uh, that's a long story somewhere else. Anyways. Um, I mean, we've done, yeah, we've been to the fucking moon, uh, more times than, so yeah, more times before the department of education than after. I mean, it's, it's stupid. It's just, I mean, it's wasted tax funds. Cause I mean, if you look the average cost of a, a an American education in the public school system every year costs around 10,000 to like 14,000. I think it's the national average per kid per year. That's a college education, but yet we've got kids coming out of high school. Can't fucking read. So, I mean, yeah, the, the, the DOE's done not shit. Yeah, and it's always um, – they always have the idea, well, we need more money. And then they get more money. And then you see no results. And then they say, well, we need more money. And then they get more money. You see no results. And uh, they just hire more admin people to manage that money and making six figures. And they just burn – and so it's, it, it, it's a never-ending cycle because it's government at its finest. Or superintendent to make a million plus a year. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's I I don't I know teachers work hard. I know they do, but mm-hmm. it's it's just it's it's a it's a horrible system and it's a horrible design. It's just that I'm one of I think one of the biggest things you could do right now um, to walk into the this situation is school of choice. One thing, uh, I, I'm a big, huge school of choice guy. If you're going to spend the money, I want schools to compete. I want schools yeah. to say, look, look at our grades, look at our, uh, look at, look at everything. And then it, it's, it's one of those, trust me, it's, I don't think kids should be punished based on their zip code. Yep. Stupid. Um, uh, something else here, because, ooh. So what is a big motivator for you to run for office? Like, there's a lot of libertarians who just sit online, talk shit. I actually got into a discussion about this uh, previously this week on Facebook. So uh, there's a poll done on Facebook, and I I hate Facebook polls, but this is really telling to me. So it said more people think the party should be about uh, pushing ideas and pushing, like, philosophy than running campaigns. So what makes you the awesome one that who was like, look, I've got to do this. I've got to run for this office. You know, just being libertarian isn't enough. What, what really drove you to that? I think, well, first thing I see, uh, one got a re- basically recruitment flyer in the mail saying, Hey, um, if you're interested. And then I was like, I, I talked to my wife and everything else. I said, like, look, I've been watching politics I watch it basically the same way uh, people watch sports. It's, it's a game. I, 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 it's chess move, uh, person move, this piece, uh, watching the back and forth and everything. And I've always liked that. And, and then when this opportunity came up, I took it. I was like, this guy's running completely unopposed, has complete, uh, is going to have no challenger whatsoever, and is just going to walk into the, into the position. So 
I just, I, I couldn't. Oh, there you are. I'm sorry. She unplugged me and I. Oh, no, no. It's, uh, but it's one of those. I just, I, I don't think that's the way it should go. I don't think people should run up unopposed completely and walk into things. And it just, that's what irked me so much about it. And I was like, look, I, I feel strongly about what I believe and I have no problem in talking to anyone. I'll talk to the most far left, far right person in the world and, and listen to what they have to say and, and, and tell them what I think. And that's not that people need to know that there's other choices out there. Yeah. Cause so, I didn't oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go. So I, well, my big thing is I didn't even know, uh, because I grew up little Northwest corner, Illinois, farm town, 900 people, nothing, uh, area, just kind of depressed economy, but grew up kind of thinking I was Democrat because of course, just like with religion, you are what your parents are. You're, you're, yeah. You just don't know. You, you just, you, okay, that's what I am. Then I joined the military and I was like, oh, well, I uh, maybe Republican. That's maybe that's what I am. I, I don't know. I was like, I'll go with that because I know I'm definitely not the Democrat thing. It wasn't until the whole Ron Paul situation came up and seeing him on TV and go, wait a second. And it's a, I didn't even know the Libertarian Party existed. And then seeing him, hearing about and then that was like, yeah, that's check, check, check. That's me. So I, uh, so it was good to know that I actually fell into somewhere with a party I could agree with, not a party that I just go, well, lesser two evils. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's awesome, too, because Alabama has a fucking ton of people running this year because Alabama, y'all just got uh, ballot access, right? Like just this past year? Yep. It's, uh, we're up and down the ballot, full ballot access. We got people running for almost every position in the, uh, in the state. Y'all have, what, 69 nice uh, people running for office this, this year? I, something close to that. I, I'm sorry, I don't have that exact number, but it's, it's uh, up around 60, 70 plus or minus I forget what the exact number is, but it's, but it's cool because so many races were a Republican against nobody else, a Republican and no against nobody else, a Democrat against nobody else. And these people just thought they were going to just go in, sign the paper and, and, and boom, they get a lot. Uh, it's, that's not the way things are supposed to be. Yeah. Cause, uh, Dude, so I'm a, I'm originally from East Tennessee, and uh, we struggle with the same issues that y'all had previously. Was you know somebody would be running, but we're like, fuck, we've got to have like, you know, uh, the race I was going to run was for uh, county commission. I had to have something stupid like sixteen hundred signatures. I'm like, there's no way I fucking get this. The county's got like a hundred thousand people in it, over the size of like a state of Rhode Island or whatever shit. It was. I'm like, I'm not going to get this. There's no way this happens. And uh, hopefully uh, we can... So I know Tennessee's in the works of uh, trying to do the same thing Alabama did and the same thing Georgia did. Uh, it's basically like... Because Alabama sued for uh, ballot access, right? LPA? Yeah. it's and then, Yeah. 
then got it and then had to do, but we still had to do the whole signature thing and everything else, uh, spent a ton of money, but met the threshold, but I just have a feeling, um, it's one of those typical two party. Once you meet the bar, they're going to raise the bar when, uh, especially if we threaten the big two. So uh, yeah, it's, if we make them scared, they're going to ra uh, raise that bar. But, but that just means you're winning, though. I mean, yeah. like they they're making it harder to show that that they're scared of us, dude. If we can show Republicans and Democrats like on a large scale are afraid of libertarians, what's the what's a better argument? Yeah, that's that's my big thing. I just it's because, like I said, I'm I'm running almost completely uh, well, let's uh, completely unfunded. I don't know. I'm torn because a lot of people say, "Oh, you need a." set up a thing where you can get donations and campaign money and everything else. And then I'm almost the, the side of me that just goes, I, I don't want people's money. I, I don't, I don't want a dime because the second I take a dime, I gotta, I gotta fill out the government forms and said, I took money from people and I did this. And, and I just, that part of me, it just, I can't, can't do it. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this on my dime, which is not much at all. I, I was able to afford, I got some signs, <laughs> got some of those and, and that's about it. That, uh, that, that was, that's my budget, but, but that ain't going to stop me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we see a lot of really small campaigns thwart massive campaigns all the time. Like every election year we see some Republican or some Democrat get the pants spanked off of them by someone else because, you know, they just, they're that shitty of a campaign or that shitty of a candidate. Like people are like, fuck this guy. Like he's, he's junk. Like we refuse to get this guy and they'll pick the one that, you know, actually relates to him. Most Americans hate the government. Like that's why there was a poll done that shows that uh, I think there's like seven food items that Americans hate that they like more than Congress. I think anchovies was one of them, which is fucking disgusting. Uh, there was a fuck. I think someone put like seven day old bread on there, like seven day moldy bread. They said they trust that more than Congress or some shit. People hate the government, man. So I mean, like whatever it is that says, Hey, we'll get rid of this shit. Cause it's stupid. And it doesn't make sense. People are like, fuck. Yeah. I want that guy. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just talking to, uh, like I said, talking to my family, my uh, my my parents, and well, my my mom and bunch, uh, my brother and everything else. They used to be hard Democrat. I'm talking voted Democrat their entire lives and everything else. But my brother's actually going to vote uh, Libertarian up in Illinois, actually, in where he lives in DeKalb, Illinois, Libertarian one. I forget what seat. But uh, it was an actual uh, libertarian, 100%, not, a, not one of these, I'm going to run Republican, but secretly, no, he ran on the LP as an LP candidate and won and up in DeKalb, yeah. Illinois. So, and my brother voted for him. And uh, it's to, just by me talking and a bunch of the guys I've ran into and work with down here and people I work with never even heard of the Libertarian Party because, like I said, it's it's not promoted really well down here in Southern Alabama. And I told them, look, there's options. And they're like, yeah, that's, 
that's what I agree with. They're like, yeah, if if I, if there's someone other than the Republican Party running, that's who I'm voting for. And I was like, look, we are. Yeah, I mean, I used to. I ran a booth one year at a at a county fair in uh, East Tennessee. It was like one of the bigger fairs that like, it was like a regional fair or whatever. God, that that thing cost us a fortune. But like, we were just talking to people, like you know, hey, you know, what are you into? What do you hate? Like, tell us what what you hate about your current government. And people are like, we just fucking hate them, uh, like all of it. Or they'll say, hey, we're just glad somebody else is fucking running because we're tired of the same shit from the same idiots. Or, like, it's that shit they're, like, like they're, tell- they're screaming at us saying, we want something different, so we have to give them something different. That's why people like you, Alex, are fucking awesome, man. Like, giving them something tangible to look at and say, look, we have candidates running. We have candidates who are winning. Like, that shit gives people motivation. They get excited. They're like, fuck yeah, these guys can actually do something. Yeah, it's it's one of those you always hear uh, the whole pro Second Amendment coming out of the uh, Republican candidate's mouth and everything else. But it, I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, they're pro with an asterisk. I was like, what about this? What about this? And then I always get the uh, the of course the argument. What do you want people to be able to buy tanks? I was like, yeah, you yeah, can afford a tank. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, of course, uh, of course. Don't it's if. I would love to have a tank. I'd, it's it's one of those. I got what I got, but if, uh, but I'm not. Uh, I'm. I do what I'm supposed to do, so it's it's one of those. Uh, it just kills me. And then the uh, the Republicans, yeah, they're they're conservative, Second Amendment, all that other stuff, uh, red, white, and blue. But it, when it really comes down to it, it's they're it's the same. I love pitting Republican like Second Amendment absolutists, like absolutists, and I'll say, okay, so you think felons should have guns too? And watching them squirm is fucking amazing. Because like, no, why? Why should a felon have a have a gun? I'm like, what if he was busted for weed back in the seventies? Yeah, that's is actually he, is he too dangerous to have a gun. <laughs> I was actually on a, a radio show, and that's it. it it made the the DJ a little little uncomfortable because when I said <laughs> when I was talking about second Amend- uh, second amendment, I was like, hey, I go honestly, I think felons should be allowed to have guns again. I was like, of course, if if someone's got serious ser- like it's serious uh, mental issues and everything else, and uh, okay, I I could I could see the argument, I could see with some serious, but then I also made the point. I'm like, look, Martha Stewart's a felon. Martha Stewart. You don't <laughs> think Martha Stewart should be able to have a gun? That's effing ridiculous. I, I was like, and and so that's, and he was like, well, yeah. I was like, I was like, and then also, then what's the point of jail? If someone goes to jail, does their time, serves their punishment, and gets out into punishment, why is there additional punishments after jail? It, it's it's I don't agree with it. And they're like, well, well, we can't. Give guns to violent criminal. Well, then why are we letting them out if they're still violent? Why, if why they're too they- dangerous to be on the street. They're they're too dangerous. Like, if they're too dangerous to have a gun, they're too dangerous to be on the street, right? That's the argument. That's that's as simple as you can put it. Yeah, that's and they just they have no. Well, uh, it's and then it comes back to the point. Well, then uh, we need to figure out why are jails letting dangerous criminals out? 
because they're overcrowded. Why are they overcrowded? Because they're full of nonviolent offenders. So not we need to address the nonviolent offender aspect. Why is a bunch of nonviolent offenders? This this drug war that uh, what 60, 70 years uh, that we're we're gonna win some days. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the uh, side of the drugs on this one, and we're winning. Yeah, it's gonna say that. So yeah, it's I've had that discussion. Uh, I was like, look, you're never can uh, control supply and demand. As long as there's demand, there's always gonna be a supply, hundred uh, percent. I was like, so just forget about stopping it. It ain't gonna happen. I was like, and then also bring, uh, when they always say, well, drugs kill people. They do. Absolutely. 90% of the time, it's a bunch of stepped on just garbage that people are getting. I was like, Al Capone used to cut alcohol to boost his sales. He made millions. Millions was one of the richest people in the United States. Why? Because alcohol was illegal. I was like, that's why. Uh, but now it's not illegal. And you don't got people dying left and right because they're drinking turpentine. Yep. It's it's so stupid. I mean, like, you, so methamphetamine, big one where I'm from. I'm sure you heard a lot yeah. about it in southern Alabama. Um, you can get that in hospitals, legitimately. Yeah. Like, there's actual drugs. Heroin, like crack, all this shit, like, is... It, it comes from a lab, essentially. Like, you can buy these medications that a doctor will give you. It's the same thing, the same chemical compound. It's all the stats show most hardcore drug addictions start in doctor's offices because they're giving you better shit that's safer, but then you can't just keep getting this or you can go somewhere else to get it, and it fucking kills you. And I can actually speak. That's one thing I tell people. I ain't afraid to admit it. When I was active duty, I did the whole airborne thing, jumping out of planes, jacked my back up, jacked, uh, had a bad landing. I was 24, blew a bunch of discs, uh, broke my feet, just whole, whole round bad thing. Went, had surgery. First thing the doc gave me, this was military. I, I think he was a major, major lieutenant colonel. He was like, hey, Here's some oxy. I was like, all right, I'm E4 at the time, E5, I think. So started taking them. And then went in there. I was like, hey, doc, I just, I'm not really getting the, the effects that I used to have. Oh, you must be building the tolerance. Here's a stronger dose. A few months later, same thing. Here's a stronger dose. I got to the point where I was like, I'm going to test something because I was like questioning the, the addiction side of things. So I just stopped taking them. I just one day said, nope, I ain't going to take him. Got violently sick, violently sick. And then I went to doc, uh, the doc, military doctor and said, hey, look, I stopped taking these and I got really sick. I felt horrible. He was like, yeah, you pro uh, probably got a, uh, got a little addiction, but no problem. I can bump up the prescription, give you more pills be, and, and, and to take care of that. And, uh, and then uh, actually that was... That day was the last time I took one. I just said, nah, no, I, and I think that's that, I think that's that side of me. And I don't know why it's maybe that's where the whole libertarian side of me came into play that control. I cannot hack control. It's that, that idea that something has control over me and my thoughts and ideas and what my choices I'm going to make. 
And so I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm just, I'm done taking it and never touched it since. Yeah, that's, fuck, man. It's, and I feel for the, I feel for those guys that, that got strung out, that get strung out on prescription medication. I even feel bad for, you got these kids that they're force feeding speed from, yeah. The day they start school, they're for, uh, forced here. Take this speed all your life, all the way till you graduate. Okay, you graduate, you're out of the house, you're off your parents' insurance. Good luck. And then these kids are strung out in speed, you know, Adderall, Vyvanse, all, all these other drugs, and they're like, "Hey, mom and dad, this this medication costs three, four hundred dollars a shot. Well, we can't afford that. So what do they? Of course, what do they turn to? Black market. You can get that stuff pennies on the dollar." Yep, and, and it, it, so I understand where it comes from. Yeah, it's crazy. Like people just think, like I don't know where people think these drug addictions start. They're like, oh, they're just starting drugs. Like, like in high school, everyone was sitting around just shooting up heroin. Like, whoo! Like, no, this this shit starts somewhere, and it's not. It's it's not just on the street. No one's pulling you into an alley saying, "Hey, do this fucking meth." Um, and it's, it's crazy. Like, now I will say this. I had a fantastic doctor, uh, before I joined the military. It was, uh, it was a, I blew my knee out playing, uh, football in high school. And they did this surgery where I had to like reattach my kneecap to the inside of my knee. It was, it was, I can't remember what it was called, but, um, they gave me Percocets and they gave me like a, a mildly strong dose. And, uh, I got through the first bottle and I'm still like, I'm not even on crutches or shit yet. And, uh, my doctor's like, no, I'm not giving him shit else. And my dad was like, look, you gotta give him something. He's dying. So he gave me a second prescription, like a lesser dose. Uh, I think the same pills, lesser dose, but dude, he was like, I'm not giving this kid a bunch of painkillers cause this is going to get him hooked. It's all this and all that. And, uh, so that, that was an awesome dude. He, uh, I mean, he was really watching out for me on that because I could have easily got strung out on that shit too. I mean, it's fucking, it's easy to do. Yeah, I was actually at uh, at the doctor's office a couple days ago for uh, something else, just something minor. And it was one of the, uh, the doctors kind of known for pain management. And he literally had flyers for prescription pills for pain, which oxy, whatever. And then he had flyers for, uh, to like medication to get off that medication side by side. So <laughs> that it's, it, it, I was like, this dude's making, he's making money on both sides. He's getting people strung out and then he's get, uh, getting, making money off, putting them on medication get to get off. Them clean again. Yeah. To get them off. Yeah. That dirty motherfucker. He's like both sides of the fence. So bitch. I was like, I was like, it's, I was like, it's genius. I was like, it's, but I was like, <laughs> First, we get them hooked, and we sell them a cure. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's and that's yeah, it's literally pamphlets for both side by side. And I, I was I was I was laughing a little too hard just seeing that, and the uh, everyone in the waiting room staring at me. Yeah, they they're wondering. They probably thought something was wrong with me, but I was that just it made me chuckle. Oh god, that's awful. That would be like. Uh... That'd be like if the army funded the USO. Like the one nice thing about being in the service, they they're the ones paying for it. Like fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. 
yeah, it's it was it was uh, it was nuts seeing that. And like I said, it's I just and that's one of the thing uh, that's one of my big things. And it's 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 tough subject to sell down here in southern Alabama is the the war on drugs and the failures and everything else. The, mind cool. you, I, I when I was overseas, my job I worked for um, it was a Department of State, not Department of State, Department of Defense on that one, Department of Defense contract, and we were training the Afghan military on counter narc counterterrorism, basically their DEA CIA version. Yeah. And we were doing, doing all this stuff and doing all uh, these massive drug busts and these big. And then, when I actually sat down with another DEA agent, and he told me what actually the what was going on, and he pointed over to a cargo plane and say, uh, said, "Hey, see that pallet? All those pallets of humanitarian aid getting loaded on that plane and leaving Afghanistan?" He's like, hey, humanitarian aid." He goes, "The uh, the Afghan government." tells us these are the guys you're going to bust. These are the guys you're not going to bust. The guys that we're not going to bust are usually tied to their family and they're making money on the side, uh, big time money on the side. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, this, it's, a, and then I was told, yeah, there there's the warlord drug dealers that are friendly to this and we support them. There's a warlord drug dealers that aren't and we don't. And I was, I was like, so it's, it's all nonsense. It's just, I, I just trying to tell people, I'm like, look, it's, it's not, it's a failed system. It's just, but a lot of people are still, uh, it's just say no Nancy Reagan mentality <laughs> and thinking that's going to work someday. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's <laughs> not. I mean, people realized Afghanistan was a failure after 20 years. Why Why is it 70 years and we're still finding the war on drugs? I mean, it's stupid. Um, yeah. And, I, just, and I, I think I think back to I think to back to when I when I was a kid. And I'll 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 tell anyone this there. I I probably funded maybe a, there's probably a school in like in Central America that's named after me as as much as I. Uh, I did um, during my high school years. It's it, they probably have a little shrine and everything else, and it's it, I, I did a lot, like a lot. <laughs> but, then I, but, but then I think about, I was like, I was like, well, I didn't hurt anybody. Uh, me, me and my friends sat around and watched Natural Born Killers on his on his big huge TV on his projection TV and everything else, and and just hung out and then and went and listened to music. That, that, that's all we did. It's it's. But if I would have got busted, if I would have got popped, and when I was 18, before I joined the military, all this, all this would be over. I would have had a record. I would have never been able to join the military. I would have probably never got a good job. My life would have been absolutely, completely just screwed over for forever. And so you got all these kids that are getting popped when they're 18 and everything else. Then, of course, they get popped. They get a record then they're, they struggle to find a job and then it just spirals down from there. And I just think it's, it's garbage. It's, it's one of those that that's that whole stick before the carrot situation. So if I start to go fund me and I get enough money together, do you want to go to Columbia and build this shrine? Cause dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm 100% down for this now. Like I'm excited. <laughs> I want to see this fucking thing get built. <laughs> Like I said, it's, uh, I'm, 
and I'll admit it. I'll tell anybody that I, I've, I've told my kids, I've told them uh, like, it's look, dad had, was, was kind of a, kind of a wild child. Uh, I, it's, but, uh, but that's the thing is skateboarding, BMX, ride, uh, dirt bike ride and everything else. But just hanging out with my friends, we didn't hurt anybody. We didn't like go yeah. out and go on, like go on some drug fueled rampage or anything else. No, it's no, we we're just being dumb kids. But if we got busted, our lives would have been ruined. And that's yep. it's just insane because now I'm sitting, th- uh, sit, sitting here today running as a candidate for U.S. Congress. And then hearing all these other politicians, it just makes my blood boil when I hear these politicians like that Kamala Harris and everything joking about, oh, and seeing what she did when she was D.A. at in San Francisco and how many people she put in jail for minor drug offenses and used them basically as slave labor to fight forest fires way after they're set and sit there and laugh and joke about, Oh yeah. Um, where her parents are from. Oh, my, my dad's from Jamaica. If you know what I mean, things like that. It just made my blood boil hearing that. And she even talked about how she would smoke weed to Bob Marley in college. Yeah. It's, and, and, and yet, and it's just, and then hearing this stuff, yeah. it's just uh, crazy hearing this stuff with her and uh, her and Biden talk about the whole Brittany Griner thing. That made my blood boil too. I was like, really? They're sitting there going how how it's horrible that Russia put her uh, put her in jail for this drug offense. The person that wrote the '94 drug bill, and that's the other thing that just kills me is his kids have a, have a. They got drug habit. Hunter Biden was he was he's a partier, but whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, it, it's it's one of those don't care, but don't sit there and say this is a private family matter. Uh, but hey, poor kids over there, you deserve prison for the rest of your life for the exact same thing. Kid, my my private family matter, uh, matter kid is doing. That's yeah, I mean, like you can be in Congress, get caught with a pound of meth. Keep your job, but people who get caught with like an ounce of weed in some states can't get a job ever again. They can't even fucking work at McDonald's for a lot of times, like because of they had too much weed in their pocket. But yeah. you can literally be in Congress, get caught fucking kids, get caught with massive amounts of drugs, whatever. People that are set the rules are like, eh, we can do what we want, but you get caught with some weed, fuck you. Yep, and I, I think that's absolutely insane it's one of those i'm one of those do whatever the hell you want i don't care do i don't care what drugs you do i prefer that you don't like do any stepped on garbage that could kill you but if you do that's on you that's your choice if you make it that's on you but it it, but of course i don't want any kids to get uh get in and any parents that allow their let, let their kids do it i think the parents should be hammered too it's one of those, yeah, don't, adults, you want to do it, you make your choice, you make your bed, lie in it. But with that, I think we need to seriously look at decriminalization to try to get purity of these drugs. It, it's It's bad to say, but there's more than likely a high likelihood not a lot of people OD'd on 
a high purity drug X. It's usually a 3% drug X, 97% garbage. And that's what they're dropping dead. Yep. So I got one more thing I want to talk about before we leave. Um, so if you haven't seen, uh, the Senate has tabled the same-sex marriage bill until after the midterms because Republicans were like, you don't have the votes right now. We're too close to an election. I've been trying to figure out what fucking Republicans are like, yeah, no, we're still against same-sex marriage. Like, even my super conservative grandparents are like, look, that, yeah, that was kind of fucking stupid. Like, let people do what they want to do. What, like, are you hearing actual Republicans in day-to-day saying, yeah, you know, I think I think that gay couple down there, they got married a couple years back. I think, uh, yeah, I don't like them. I think they, they shouldn't be allowed to get married. Who, who the fuck's saying? Like, I don't, I've, I've heard a lot of crazy shit in the last year, last fuck, three years. Who is saying same-sex marriage shouldn't exist? See, yeah, and uh, I don't hear a lot of people saying it, but it's one of those. I'm very, very pro-marry whoever you want. I'm very pro- if you got 10 people and they all want to get married and they're all adults and they all say, Hey, but I'm also one of those. I don't think the government should be involved in marriage at all to the point where people, I understand where they, uh, where people come from. They're like, Hey, I want to get married because I want the same tax incentives that married people got. It's, I want, it's a money thing. It's a, I want the same. No, no. I, I was like, if you want to get married, Go, go make the pinky promise, go make the religious pinky promise. And you just say, Hey, you want to be married? Yeah, we're married. Okay, fine. It's just a verbal contract and you don't got to get government involved at all. Now, if you want to go down to a courthouse, like go to a lawyer, I actually think that's a good thing for a lot of marriages because sitting down with your significant other and going, Hey, let's go over what we're going to divide up if this goes sideways. And then maybe a lot of people will be like, eh. Uh, maybe this marriage thing ain't ain't gonna work out once once they start putting dollar figures to their thing and seeing how things are panning out. Look, it's if you want to say you're married to whoever, say you're married. Fine, I don't care one bit. But I think government should be completely out of that whole situation. It's it's. But uh, I know it's not popular for some people, but I don't think there should be any tax incentive. Because there's no tax incentive for baptism. That's just a religious ceremony. It's, yeah. there, there's no money because, and no one's complaining about same-sex baptism or whatever else, because there's no money involved. You get the money out of the system, this subject ends immediately. I 100% guarantee it. Yeah, I think I think marriage, I think a lot of people agree that marriage should just be between whoever wants to get married, right? I mean, like, as long as it's two consensual adults, who gives a fuck? I mean, I, I've honestly, since uh, 2015, I haven't heard a single person say, you know, I don't think so-and-so people should get married. It's not a fucking thing anymore. So, like, it's so blind of the Republicans in Senate to just say, you know, we're going to table this. We don't think we have the votes for it yet. Why? If you represent your people, you don't give a shit. And this is why, Alex, I think Libertarians have a huge advantage this election cycle. Democrats went full fucking retard when they said Joe Biden is the man. Now they're like, eh, we fucked up. 
He's kind of fucking stupid. Sorry. Republicans have just gone full fucking retard with like stroking out over the fucking my pillow guy getting his phone seized by the FBI, which honestly fuck the FBI anyways, because fuck him. But like they're stroking out over that. Like I get it. Like he's your fucking demigod, whatever. And then Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate and all that shit. Like, yes, these are violations of rights, but these are the violations of rights you guys have wanted for fucking 20 years. Like, the Patriot Act. Who who signed that shit? Oh, yeah. I, I bring that up all the time. I bring up when they're, uh, you got the Democrats, Republicans stomping about uh, civil liberties and, and privacy and everything else. The, uh, the first thing I bring up is voting records, especially on the Patriot Act. Be like, oh, no, 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 no. Hey, uh, I was like, where were you at on privacy and, and rights and everything else on this boat right here? You know, the one with that allowed the NSA to, to monitor everything and turn your phone on and off. Uh, it's, it's one of those, there's a reason you can't uh, take the battery out of your phone anymore because the only way to shut your phone off and not be tracked is removing the battery. So that's a lot of people don't know that, but that's the number one reason why you can't take the battery out of your phone anymore. It's because it's always on. I didn't think about that, but that is true. Like, I've never thought about that. Yep. Like, I, I was just like, look, you know, it's a design thing. They like the sleekness of it. They don't want people fucking with it. Because if you see people try to drink water, they fuck that up. Why would you let them have access to a complex battery anymore? But holy shit. Yep. I'm, I have it on good authority. That is the number one reason why they got, uh, they told the phone manufacturers to get rid of the removable battery because the only way to shut your phone off and uh, make it not trackable and not make it listen uh, like as a tracking device is pulling that battery out. You can't pull that battery out. They can turn it on and off at, at will. Yeah. I mean, I knew that with the, like the enclosed batteries. Cause like you can't shut it, shut it off. Even Apple who's like, we're king of privacy. As long as you know about it, buddy. Uh, I, I will give Apple this credit, though. After San Bernardino, no matter what had happened, the government said, you're going to give us access to like some kind of backdoor. It's what they demanded. They said they wanted a backdoor to, to like iPhones built in. And Apple's like, fuck you. Like, go suck a fat one. And, uh, but, ooh, yeah. So it's... They're, it's like one of those, they're always talking about privacy and rights and everything else, but when pavement hits the road, uh, it's wheels hit the pavement, it's that means nothing. Mm. And like I said, seeing the stuff I've seen and uh, hearing the stuff I heard and, and at firsthand watching the stuff I've uh, seen go down, I, I just, it's astonishing. It's just, I was, I, I, I couldn't distance myself quick enough well with that amazing bombshell i think we're going to go ahead and close it out for the night my man uh appreciate you coming on um you're not taking donations but where can people find you um got my facebook account if you just look up alexander emery i'm on there on my twitter account alexander uh alex 291 that's on there if you look Trust me, I'm one of the only, only – I am the only Alexander Emery in I, probably the world. I almost guarantee it. And uh, working on my website right now, like I said, totally 
self-funded. So it's a slow process trying to get that all built, hopefully have that up in a few days. But the two, I'd say the two best places is my Facebook and uh, Twitter account. Sweet. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on tonight. And I would be remiss if I didn't give you this. Uh, you're not a real libertarian. <laughs> Trust me, I've been told that a couple times. <laughs> we all have. It's a, it's a click. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but right, man, I appreciate you, and I uh, hope you have a good night. Have a good one. I appreciate the interview. Thank you for having me on. See you, man. Have a good one. So uh, that was a fantastic time with Alex. Uh, that was Fuck, I am going to be stroking out tonight. I'm going to be laying, just staring at the ceiling until like 12 a.m. Pissed off because I didn't think about the battery thing. Oh, my God. But anyways, uh, pardon me while I go smash my fucking phone and buy an old Nokia. Um, it's that time. Got to go. But uh, I wanted to leave you all with some advice. I love you. Do better. Whatever you're doing, just do better. Because you can. You know, you're just that awesome. You're that awesome of a person. You're the greatest you ever was. I'm Donald Trump. That's right. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, love you all. Good night. I am too high for this shit. Peace. Peace.